It's the next level. So the architect discovers a structure underneath his building, and whatever it is, it's bad enough that he dies trying to blow it up. Right. He wanted to destroy it, but he didn't want to blow it up. I think he wanted to collapse it down. Are you sure the structure in the hole is man-made? Could it be some sort of bedrock? 30 stories deep in a perfect dome. All right. Fair enough. Jessica, how'd you know? About what? <sighs> About my dad. A crime-fighting blind lawyer. I figured there'd got to be a good story there. Or a shitty one. He took my case, I took yours. I just think we'll work better together if we trust each other, don't you? That is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, don't get used to it. Panels to Pixels, The Defender Season 1, Episodes 5 and 6. Welcome to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. So we're continuing on our Defenders talk, and we're on Episodes 5 and 6. So what's Episode 5 looking like? And uh, it's it starts with our heroes kind of fighting the black sky, uh, and the fingers of the hand, kind of Alexandra jumps in there, and uh, Zawandi and the other guy. Our heroes, they, they capture Zawandi, and so they're going to kind of question him a little bit. Uh, he's the, the one of the fingers of the hand. He's the guy with the white hat. Uh, then through that conversation, they realize that all of their friends are in danger. So they split up to go try to get and protect all the people. And then uh, this is the only episode, I, I believe I, I saw this in the trivia, this is the only episode that has all of our characters, all our supporting characters, uh, are in this one episode. Uh, they all gather with Misty at the police station. The other four fingers of the hand, they meet, they discuss what's going on. Our heroes have a similar meeting uh, about what they're going to do and as they're questioning Sawande. And then Stick makes a very dramatic choice about Sawande's fate at the very end of the episode. Wow. <laughs> So what did you what did you think overall of this of this I know we've got it later but but just overall what did you think of this fifth episode It was a lot of fun to watch because there was a lot going on Yeah I really enjoyed it it, it was one of the things plus it also segues into the next episode like like I said before these episodes seem to go in like almost one large movie Yeah this this show in particular it seems like it, it was really made to kind of binge. 
Like it, it was it the the way they filmed it, the way they they set it up, it was it was made to be binged. So yeah, so we should go on to our top five. Yeah. So what was your number five? So my my number five is is going to be it's kind of a nitpick. It might be my people might not like it, but the effect of Sticks missing hand it's just not good. There's <laughs> there's a there's a couple of the shots where I had to pause it and back it up because it still looked like he had a hand. Like they just kind of blurred it out a little bit. Um, in other scenes, you can tell that the sleeve of his jacket is longer. Then the other one is it's being longer just to cover up his hand. There's 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 some of the the scenes where it looks like he's got a bloody kind of a bloody stump there that it just kind of wrapped up like they wrapped up his actual hand to make it look like a stump, you know, and and it's a little bit longer than his other arm. And it just it's just not a good like I, I understand they probably don't have the kind of budget that like The Walking Dead has. But still, if you're gonna have that kind of an effect, try to do try to do better than that at least. It just it really every time I went back to it, it just took me out of the the story. I I had because I kept looking for that hand, going where what, what did they do this time? What is it this time? Is it blurry? Is it a longer sleeve? Is it a wrapped up stump? You know, and it, it just it just didn't it didn't work for me. I I agree with that in some way because I actually looked and I after I read your notes and I'm rewatching again I see something that looked like it looked like they forgot to CG out for like two seconds and you saw yeah. a hand or something yeah. yeah there's at least one yeah there's at least one scene where it looked like they didn't even try they didn't like I don't know what they had going on I don't know why they didn't do the green sock like what they've done with Aaron on Walking Dead, you know, or like Forrest Gump with yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Lieutenant exactly. legs, and, exactly. Yeah, it know. looked like it looked like they were really trying to do a practical time kind of effect instead of doing CGI, and I'm just ugh. So, what was your number five? Uh, my number five would be the fight in the beginning. I, I understood that Matt wanted to get into Electra's head, get her back, but. Luke not throwing punches at the hand. He, it didn't seem like Luke's punches were like hitting like to the extreme that he was he's so strong. So, you know, you know, completely uh, he can just punch one and throw them easily. It was a little weak in my eyes, but the fight scene was good with, you know, the stages with with it, you know. It, it to me it it had great volume as far as the fight sequence was concerned, but it, it seemed like Luke was lagging and maybe even Jessica a little bit too. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It really seemed like they, and that kind of goes right into to what my number four is, is that same, that fight uh, with the hand and, and they really tried to make it look like Luke and Sawandi were kind of evenly matched, you know, that, that this guy was able, was kind of on par with Luke and and that bothered me a little bit because in Luke Cage they make a big deal out of the fact that there's nobody and that's that's close to him and even these these fingers of the hand yeah they're all immortal or super old whatever but we haven't seen any kind of supernatural kind of powers from them 
you know, and and so it, it did. It was a little a little strange that they almost played down uh, Luke and uh, um, Jessica's uh, strength there. Uh, and of course, like you said, I, I'm in agreement with Matt trying to. I think he was just trying to get through to Electra. That's why he was kind of pulling his punches. But I did. I was really happy, and I cheered almost cheered both times when when Luke shows up because he gets hit by that that garbage truck or whatever it is. And then they pull him into the van and we see the van drive away and we think, Oh, they've got him. They've captured Luke, but then Luke shows up and he's got Sawandi. So yeah, that's, that's really good. So what was your number four? Uh, My number four would be learning about the hand and the fingers of the hand from Sawandi. A lot of questions asked and they get some answers. Sawandi knows so much about them individually uh, about their identities, who they are, what they do. They have eyes on the streets, apparently. Mm-hmm. The Hand is very, very much in the know of what's going on. Yeah, he had a lot, a lot of intel that, like, you... Excuse me. Um, they, they knew about Karen Page. They knew about the kid. They killed the kid in the, in the, the jail. They knew about... Um, all these different people they knew about uh, the lawyer. What do they say uh, to Jessica about the the woman who hired her? Uh, they don't know about the lawyers, but they know about like the woman who hired her. They talk about Trish, the woman on the radio. You know, and it's like they like like it's almost like they've been building dossiers on them. It's the only, it's probably gosh, and I hate to have complaints about a show like this because it really is just kind of a fun show to yeah. watch. But it's 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 actually later in my notes as well that there's a lot of things in this show that are not necessarily continuity errors, but they're just things that you go, huh? How did that happen? How did we get from here to here? Kind of like, um, like like uh, Electra showing up at Jessica's office right at the moment when uh, that guy is there. You know, how did she know? The guy was there, and why did she know to come to Jessica's office? That that kind of stuff that that they don't they they either either were missing a scene somewhere that maybe they cut, um, and then the only other the other complaint is my complaint from the last two episodes, which was that it a lot of dialogue, a lot of telling us things yeah. and not showing us. And I appreciate getting the facts, but at the same time. I'm like, ugh, and and really, it's it's interesting you bring it up because that goes right into my number three, which is Sawandi convincing them to go get their friends, and then revealing quite a bit, like you said, like I said about um, the hands plan and all of our supporting characters getting together. But then it's confusing because Misty lets Colleen leave; she gives her back her sword. The only one of all the people there, okay, I, I guess Colleen might be the most capable of taking care of herself yeah but you still she's the only person there who really misty can tell knows what's going on like like all the rest of our supporting characters have bits and pieces of the puzzle they know a little bit about a little bit but colleen knows a lot about the bigger picture and misty just lets her walk out and and we haven't seen her i don't think we see her again uh, not in these two episodes. After she leaves, we don't see her again. Huh. And it's if I remember correctly, because she had she got wounded from uh, Bakudo uh, was kind of her sensei, the person who kind of taught her 
from what they said, and he cuts her, and then Misty lets her leave the police station, and I don't think we see her again. Um, at least, like I said, not in these two episodes, I don't recall, and maybe if somebody's listening can can think of that, and so I'll have to look for her in episode seven and eight to see if she, if they bring her back, but it's almost like she just became one of those characters who kind of like, like hand wave, you know, okay, she's not here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your number three? My number three would be Luke going to Claire to make sure she's okay. Matt going mm-hmm. to Karen to make sure she's okay. Everything that you know, we we were you know, you were talking about in some way. It's like they know so much, but uh, all our heroes are going back to look at their loved ones to make sure they're okay. So it it puts a a sense of distress in their lives. So. You know, it, to me, whatever the hand is up to, and knowing that the hand knows about their lives and the people that they care about, they're trying to take care of their the the people they love. Very dramatic, but needed a plot point mm-hmm. in the show to show what and who our heroes are standing for. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly what goes into my my number two. Really, is because of all of those ones that you just talked about. Why did it take Jessica so long? To find Trish, it took her so long to find Trish that Daredevil was able to go back to his uh, his apartment. Oh, and by the way, go back to his apartment and miss Elektra showing up at his apartment. Yep. Get the costume, and then and then Murakami, the other the Asian guy, uh, finds them as well. So why did it take Tr- uh, Jessica so long to track down Trish that all these other things? happened it just it just seemed like to me it was a cool line the whole um you know i like the scarf better and nice ears you know and for matt to have to go no they're horns um <laughs> you know <laughs> it, it 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 seemed like it was really just a setup for those those little jokes which was funny but at the same time i'm like we're missing something here and that's what my complaint earlier about was this the, there's a little bit of continuity here that we're not getting her like you said we're we're missing a plot point somewhere and it's they're kind of driving the narrative to where okay we have to get all of our people together so that we know and it's almost like like they did it so that the audience wouldn't question what's everybody else doing because right now we can we can know that for the next two episodes at least probably i'm not sure i haven't watched it yet but the next two episodes that oh everybody who's in danger is in the police station so they're fine yeah you know and we don't have to worry about what's going on with them and it's 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 almost like that's that's the way they they set it up uh, to do some uh, what was your number two I think is where we're at uh, my number two <clears throat> the beginning music of the show. When mm-hmm. we see the hand approach and attack our heroes in the restaurant, led by that lady, very intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a classical piece that I remember. I forget where, but I know it's very ominous and mm-hmm. dramatic, and did make an impact while the scene was going on. Yeah, it did yeah, and well that, for the scene, you know. Yeah, it did. But that's another. That's another one of those questions. That, how did she get in there? Like they've sealed up the doors, they've closed. She just happened to know where the back door was, and she snuck in while they were all focusing on the front door. And she's just sitting down at the table, like, and and 
it just that was another one of those moments that it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It was a super cool scene for them to all of a sudden stop fighting and they turn around and there's Sigourney Weaver just sitting at a table just chilling, you know, and you're like, what the heck? How did she get in here? What's going on? You know, um, but uh, it, it, yeah, it just I this show just bugs me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just there's just a, it's just those little things about this show that make me understand why. I don't think this particular one did very well. This series did very well because it just it left a lot. And that's the thing. The other shows are so good. Yeah. They, you I, know, I think at the time when they did this, they kind of like, well, we have to get some sort of an, an, an Avengers kind of Right. We want a team together, up. Together, a yeah. team up. And they already had all the characters that they can to make a team mm-hmm. up. So – it it, it kind of works in some sense where we're excited to see it. We're excited uh, about the action sequences. Some of the plots are not there, but yeah. we're excited and we're getting to see them interact. And they do clean up Danny Rand a lot. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we get a little bit more story from like Luke, Jessica, Matt, and more of Stick. Which yeah. Which is great. And some... And bringing back Elektra, so we actually know where why Elektra was brought back in some mm-hmm. way, because yeah, that that that'll be brought up again later on in another season of Daredevil in some way. Right, right, okay, yeah, and that brings us to to my number one, which is just those those final scenes there of of all of our heroes arguing about what to do, and and Matt, you know, he tells the truth about Elektra, and uh, and then Stick just all of a sudden. Uh, cutting off Sawandi's head, and then Electra Black Sky going to Matt's apartment, and and again, like I said, it was kind of one of those hand wave kind of things. I think to where we're just supposed to to figure out that she just totally missed. They all just missed each other at Matt's apartment. Like it seemed like uh, because you know she. Uh, it's the next episode I think where she has that dream about him, and she looks at the case. And in her dream, the costume is in the case, but then when she wakes up, the costume is gone. And so we know, okay, they missed each other. But, uh, but then, and like I said, that, that all of a sudden stick cutting off Sawandi's head, which is going to lead us into the next, the next episode and be, end up being a very important kind of thing. Um, yeah, but we had a couple of quotes here and, um, did I get to my Number one, you got. Oh, we need your number one. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're no, the number one because I just we, it was all about the final scene. So yeah, go ahead with your number one. Well, it's very similar. The final scene, yeah. uh, our heroes was really intense. You know, with mm-hmm. our heroes and Swanee's de- decapitation by stick that was woof extreme. Oh yeah, and it came out of the blue. It, it completely surprised me. Like he he walked up there, and at first I thought maybe he was gonna he was gonna kill Danny. By the way he was talking, yeah, and then and then all of a sudden he cuts off uh, Sawandi's head, and I'm like, whoa, yeah. you know, you you would think you would go after the Iron Fist, mm-hmm. but the intense interrogation by Matt, though, mm-hmm. that is what grabbed me the most. And then on top of that, Matt coming clean about Electra to the group and the truth about her, and it all comes out. Yeah. Which kind of leaks into the next episode. So. Yeah, it goes directly, and that's like I said. This, this, th- these shows, this series was definitely built to be binged. It was definitely the way they arranged it and everything was. It was built to, for you to to sort of binge watch it. Um, 
I had a couple of, of quotes here. I, I really liked when uh, Misty is talking to Colleen and she's telling her about how much danger she's going to be in. And Misty says, I'm getting sick of people telling me that. Um, <laughs> uh, I already talked about the, the Jessica uh, when she sees Daredevil's costume. Yeah. Uh, but then there, there was there was a quick a quick little line from Sawandi that made me chuckle also when he was talking to Danny. He says, you're the dumbest Iron Fist yet. <laughs> What did you have? Uh, well, basically, Stick goes, it, it smells like shit, but it's our only way out. Yeah. I, I had a laugh at that one. Into the sewers, they went like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was a little nod to that comic in that scene. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I had the same thing. Uh, uh, you know, I, I had one from <laughs> Swandy saying, uh, I was wondering when I would see you. <laughs> when, when Stick takes off the blindfold and Stick goes, me too. I guess it won't be today. I love how he's waving his hand in front of his face when yeah. he does it. His ex- <laughs> The hand that exists uh, in front of his face uh, when when he says it also. So uh, you added some additional notes. Uh, yeah. Um, just Alexandra and uh, uh, Electra talking about life and kind of fate and uh, Electra basically, Electra, uh, Alexandra basically threatens Electra in that yeah. little scene they have there that she's basically saying, you know, it's kind of that whole, I brought you into the world, I can take you out kind of thing. And uh, you talked a little bit about uh, when Matt goes to get Karen. I, I thought it was interesting that at first he, she doesn't want to go with him because he's back to being Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But then she goes ahead and and accepts what he's saying is true, and then just that whole conversation between Stick and Swandi about Danny and about who he is and what he what he is, and, and like you said earlier, we we learn a lot about what what they know about, um, or we learn a lot more about the hand in that little, in those little conversations. We kind of learn what their plan is. You know, Stick uh, kind of pulls uh, Matt to the side and says, "You you would make a better leader than Danny would," and and Matt's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that." And um, so it was really it was really an interesting kind of episode. And uh, there's nothing really. Well, that just, we go straight into um, episode six, which is Ashes Ashes. And, uh, you know, we start right where we left off. We see Sawandi's head on the floor. Our, our heroes are discussing kind of what to do with it. Um, then going back to that whole conversation between Stick, Sawandi, and Danny, they all fight about what to do because uh-huh. Danny wants to go after the hand and they don't want to let Danny go after the hand because now that it's been revealed that he's some sort of key, you know, um, that uh, that they 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 kind of fight about what to do with him. He starts to fight them, and and then uh, Jessica knocks him out. Uh, you know, and Luke and, and Stick are trying to keep Danny tied up. Matt and Jessica are investigating together. They go back to his apartment. He puts his suit his suit on, takes the costume off. Um, and again, that's another one of those kind of hand wave moments because Black Sky was hiding out in Matt's apartment, and apparently they miss each other. Again, it's another one of those moments where you go, well, when did she leave and Matt and Jessica got there? It, it just – and then um, Alexandra and Madame Gao are discussing their history and they discuss the black sky. 
and Jessica and Matt uh, talk to the architect's daughter. And then uh, Alexandra finds the black sky, uh, but with some disastrous uh, results for her. And that's there's another moment in the episode at the end there that I had to back it up and try to figure out. And I've got it later in my notes. Is uh, uh, it's just another continuity thing that we'll discuss later. There at the end of the episode between Alexandra and uh, Electra. So yeah. So we should get to our top five. So I'll start. My number five, that opening scene. I Knowing that Danny is the key to the hand's plans, mm-hmm. the group have to secure Danny from going rogue, so they try to restrain him. Seeing Matt, Luke, and Jessica trying to take Danny down to keep him away from the hand is awesome. <laughs> Honestly, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, a family fight where Jessica knocks him out. <laughs> Honestly, I was laughing and rolling on the floor. <laughs> and, and Luke has to watch over Danny. That's another funny thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another one of those one of those things where where it, they just kind of fall into these roles of Jessica knocks him out and then uh, Stick ties him up, and so it's Stick and Luke are left watching Danny while Matt and Jessica go try to figure out. Uh, what the the plan is what the reason what you know they're trying to put all the dots together they're trying to connect well, what does the architect have to do with the hands plan and what does mid center have to do with with the the hands plan um and my number five is uh, just the fingers of the hand we, we learned that they're not as united as we thought uh we learned that gao tried to kill Ag- alexandra at least once that they've all tried to assassinate each other at different times so kind of when sawandi dies or when they learn of sawandi's death you know uh alexandra's kind of like well it's just one of those things it happens you know it, that's another one of those weird plot points that they go they kind of go back and forth about being united or being against each other and uh, it's just one of those those things that uh, uh, I'm glad it kind of gets the end of this episode kind of gives us a solidification of what's going on or what's going to to happen going forward maybe yeah definitely so uh, uh, lead me to my number four before yep uh Sawandi's head being delivered to the hand as a way of letting them know uh that they are not to be dealt with yeah but the hand knew this was done by stick uh mm-hmm. alexandra knew what he was up to yeah that was another one of those those scenes that i when i watched it for the second time i kind of went back and, and listened to it again because basically what she says is that uh one of their like one of their underlings found it just it was just left in one of Sawandi's warehouses or something and i'm just like so why didn't just send it to the midland corporation they know that's where they are they know that's what the, why would he why would he go through putting it somewhere else where it might not get it it was a confusing another confusing scene to me but uh, i i liked it it was it was definitely effective so yeah well the thing i was thinking was that maybe it's because stick knows that alexandra knows what he looks like yeah and maybe they'd be watching for him somebody's watching yeah. for him so yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and my number four is kind of similar to what your number five was. It's just our, our, our heroes kind of fighting against each other. Uh, they want Danny to hide out, but Danny wants to fight the hand. Uh, I love how Jessica steps out of the way and Luke ends up getting punched by the iron fist and it ends up knocking him out. And, uh, so they just, just uh, that same little family fight. Uh, like you said, uh, yeah, what was your number? Yeah. What was your number three there? Uh, my number three would be Luke and Danny talking while Danny was restrained. It looked mm-hmm. to me like they were bonding. Heroes for hire in the making. I don't mm-hmm. know. That that to, to me that just like got a smile out of me when I was watching it. Yeah, and that would be awesome if they actually come through with that. But yeah, that was a this, whole yeah you know, with the state of Marvel the way it's going. Who knows what's yeah, going to the- happen. I, I think I unfortunately I think I think our Netflix characters are just gonna end up if if the if the characters are used again, it's not going to be in the nature of what we've seen from Netflix. I think it's gonna be new versions of them or something, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um Yeah, it seemed like that uh yeah, they were getting along and especially the talk with their battles and joking about Jessica. Well Dan, yeah. Danny learns about Luke and Luke learns a little bit more about Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, uh, my number three is, uh, just the, the quick thing when they talk about, um, the hole and he says that he discovered the hole under the Midland corporation and he didn't have time to see where it went, that it just went down into emptiness about, he says about a year ago, did that, was that in season two of daredevil? Yes. When he was investigating the hand. Okay, I must have just it was such a quick it was it was it sounds like it was a real quick kind of thing between him and Electra when they found this construction site and I don't I just don't remember it. I do, um I do. Okay. I remember it. It was it was pretty profound and he they were like questioning it and okay. it was like a whole scene based upon it, but it was kinda quickly moved over and moved on to whatever else that was going on within that season. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, because there was a lot. I mean, that Daredevil season two had a whole lot in it. So yeah. I look forward. I look forward to when we go ahead and cover that because there was a whole lot going on uh, in that. They had two about two or three different storylines happening. Uh, but I'm, I'm supposing that's where this substance that they're looking for is. It's somewhere in that hole or at the bottom of that hole, yeah. or it's it's held in something in that hole. And it sounds like this substance is what. Uh, allows them to resurrect people, which allows them to keep their their long uh, long lives, um, and that would lead us to your number two. And apparently, I missed. I don't have a number two, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number two would be Matt and Jessica getting along. Uh, Jessica mm-hmm. knowing more about Matt and her being a little bit more open to him now that she knows something about Matt. Yeah, she she tells that she tells that story about uh, she says she had a friend whose father was a boxer. And when they when they leave the architect's house, uh, you know, Matt says, how did you know about my dad? And uh, that's another one of those those things where we just have to assume that's something that happened off screen that we didn't see that she used her investigative powers to find out about Matt Murdoch once, yeah. she, you know, it, it just that's another one of those. Uh, one of those plot point kind of things that we just have to kind of go, hmm, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I'm reflecting in my head right now, and I'm thinking, wow, I really love Kristen Ritter, mm-hmm. and I love her in the Jessica Jones character, yeah. and with the, all everything that's going on with the Marvel 
acquisition and now the contract is expired and it takes two years for them to use them yeah it's too bad we're gonna we're gonna well we're at least we're gonna get a season three you know yeah but uh, um, i'm thinking after season three what could they do with Kristen ritter if they want to keep her yeah knowing that what she could do with a character they don't necessarily have to put her as jessica jones i'm thinking they could put her as spider woman hmm that yeah, would be awesome. that would be I interesting. Can see her as that because she's got that very dark hair, very skinny characteristics. Mm-hmm. That you know, I I don't I don't want to seem sexist, but she's got a beautiful body. But I, I think mm-hmm. it would work in a sense of the way the original suit looked, and I'm talking back in the '70s when it first appeared. Right. But, you know, hmm. I, I love the idea of Kristen Ritter, like not just you know. Rep- yeah, it would be great if she could reprise her role as Jessica Jones, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen. But if they could do her as a new character into the MCU, kind of like what they did with Chris Evans, because Chris Evans was the Human Torch, and then he became Captain America. Right. So right. I, I would love to see that. And okay. you know, yeah, yeah, you know, just that would be interesting. Thoughts in there. Yeah, yeah, I like I like her. I'm going to take one of my one of my notes and make it as my number two, uh, which was. Just Electra finding her her death notice there in, and I guess that was a Braille notebook. Yes, that that she found. I didn't realize that. I guess they can they can write their own notes, write them in Braille. Mm-hmm. I guess they must have a special pen and special paper that they can that they can uh, put the dots on or that they would then yeah. or a machine. Yeah, but it was it really looked more like a notebook that he had been. But but yeah, but she finds the death notice. She goes to the cemetery. She finds her. Uh, her uh, gravestone in, in the cemetery, and that's where Alexandra finds her when she goes to to look for her. And we have that's where we get this interesting exchange where Alexandra kind of reveals uh, how she was resurrected and and what was used. That you know we found this substance in Kunlun, and uh, this is what allows us to keep our to ex- keep our lives going. But we've ran out of it, mm-hmm. and so now we need to find more of it. And uh, Electra kind of we're starting. I think that was the beginning of Electra getting her memories back and I think she may it may have been fully there at Matt's apartment but when she kind of because what as we see at the end of this episode when she takes she kind of takes over and gets her mind back you know to where she's no longer the black sky mm-hmm. she's now Electra Nachios again and uh we see her uh, exert well that's going to go into my number one so um so what that's my we'll make that my number two electrifying her her grave yeah. and what was your number one because I think we have a very similar number one here well, yeah it's very similar for the fact that uh, Electra killing Alexandra wow yeah that, you know, that was a wild along with Stick getting killed as well mm-hmm. so so many fatalities in this one episode but for what each thinks is for the right on both mm-hmm. sides. But Electra at the end stating that she knew who Matt was. I- I'm sorry, that was awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like her coming back to who she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to jump ahead to see more, but I will restrain from that. Mind yeah, you, this is my second viewing in a long, long time, so a lot of this it, I I don't remember. Right, but right. It, it was a great episode. A lot of discoveries and trust, as well as mistrust amongst the hand. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was interesting. That that again, it's it's one of those things. And and my uh, my number one is very similar. It's just that whole that you know. Again, it's another one of those non sequitur kind of things that we don't see. Is how did how did Electra find them? Yeah, in in where they were holding Danny because it was it seemed kind of like a random place that uh, that they had just picked to hole up in. So, uh, but she finds them. She fights with Stick. She kills Stick. And uh, and then she takes Danny and she defeated what I noticed in upon my second watch earlier today. I realized she fought Luke, Jessica and Matt basically one on one like they didn't all three attack her at the same time. Mm-hmm. She she was able to defeat Matt and then she defeated um, Luke and then she or defeated Jessica, whatever the order was. Yeah. But she basically fought them one on one and was able to defeat each of them. And then she takes Danny, of course, and she goes, and that's when she kills uh, Alexandra. And we see her come in, and that was another one of those. It was an interesting scene because when she, you know, she first comes back to Midland Midland Corporation, um, and she's kind of she looks like she's still kind of the black sky. And then they say, "Well, we're going to go to the boardroom," and it was when Alexandra said. I want you to go kill Luke Cage, kill Jessica Jones, and kill the devil of Hell's Kitchen. Mm. And she walks past, and I noticed it in my second viewing. I didn't watch notice it in the first viewing. She, you know, she's been using those short swords that she picked for herself uh, back a couple episodes ago when she was training, when she was resurrected. Mm-hmm. And she, at, even at that time, she kind of walked past the size and just kind of looked at them, but didn't really choose them. But now we see her get the size, and that's what she uses, the two size. That's what she uses to kill Alexandra and then presumably cut her head off is what it is what it seemed like she did there at the end. Yep. Um, you know, so she and she says his name is Matthew and then stabs her and then cuts her head off. So we definitely see her come back and she says, My name is Electro Nachos, and basically I'm in charge now. And she kind of takes over and, and the last three remaining Members of uh, the Black hand. Sky, the hand, yeah, the, <laughs> the fingers, the fingers of the hand are just kind of looking at her, realizing that, oh gosh, we've, you know, they had that that whole talk about mortality when they saw Sawandi's head. They were like, gosh, he's been alive for so long, and now he's gone, and there is no resurrecting him now. Yeah, you know, so well, and also too, the the great fact that they actually brought the size to Electra. Mm-hmm. And yeah. bringing that comic book look to her because she's wearing red just like she is mm-hmm. in the comic and has I, I was she wearing a bandana I don't remember. No, I don't think so. Not at the end. Not at the end of the episode. She wasn't. We haven't seen that yet. The the bandana look yet. Yeah, but you had the black hair. You had the mm-hmm. the the red outfit. It it looked exactly like the comic. And to me, <clears throat> that is a comic book reader's dream to see these things come to life. Not anything right. that we really got from Jennifer Garner. Even though I really would love to have seen Jennifer Garner like that, but mm-hmm. we didn't. Yeah. A um, couple of quotes that I had here um, was just when uh, Luke and Danny were talking, uh, when he says something about, oh, that's a story I'd like to hear. And then Danny starts to tell him the story about punching the dragon. He says, dude, I was kidding. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, but then a few minutes later, he does he does go ahead and say, OK, you know, tell me the story of the dragon. So he does tell him kind of the story of the dragon thing. Yeah. Uh, and then um Kind of might have been kind of foreshadowing, but you know, at the beginning, at the very beginning of the episode, after um, Stick has cut off Sawandi's head, they kind of look at him like, "Why'd you do that?" And he says, "It was either him or the kid." 
And I don't know if that was foreshadowing for the end of the episode when he basically comes to the decision uh, to kill Danny. That's what I'm assuming he was going to do when he said yeah. there's a third option. You know, he, he, he knocks out Luke with the smoke and, uh, and then goes to attack uh, Danny, and he's about to kill him when Electra steps in and stops him. So Yeah, it looked like he was actually going to do in Danny big time. Yeah. Uh, a couple extra notes there. Uh, yeah, the, the bickering between Matt and Jessica about hiding information. Mm-hmm. Then how he she says that her past is no one's business. <laughs> Trust is an issue with them, but they continue to work with one another. A ragtag group of people the defenders are. Yeah. Not to coin a yo. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was an interesting exchange because basically she now knows everything about Matt's past, but he doesn't know anything about hers. You know. Um the only thing I really have that, that we haven't discussed already is I mentioned the smoke. Why didn't the smoke affect stick? And and the only thing I figure is maybe he was used to it or it was something that uh, that he already had, had you know, smelled or something, and so it didn't bother him. But it knocks out, you know, it knocks out Luke. Um, and then, you know, what happened between the cemetery and Electra finding our heroes, and how did she find them? I mentioned that hmm. earlier. How did she find them there? But what happened in between the cemetery and when she she goes to attack them there? And uh, it's just uh, those whole things. Um, I, I I will say, like as I said earlier, I was really glad that I I found more things to talk about with these two episodes that I, the last two episodes didn't, I didn't have a lot yeah. to talk about. So I was really, really glad to see, well, to see that. Well, to add to your, uh, stick, uh, not being succumbing to the actual smoke that mm-hmm. Luke did. Maybe he was like Wesley from the princess bride. And yeah, just, I, I, I've been subjected to iocane powder, and according yeah. to him, he's been smelling the smoke all this time, and he built up a tolerance. Who knows? Yep. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And it just it just seemed a little little weird to me, but it was good. Yeah, so. but there's still more sticks, so we won't get that yeah. answer. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess that wraps up our uh, discussion. Hey, everybody. This is Comic Talk with Mark. Uh just want to let you know there's a bunch of stuff that came out that we didn't really discuss. Well, obviously, Batman Who Laughs came out recently, and I just picked up a copy. as a new comic that I enjoy. basically takes place with the Batman from a different dimension that goes to the extremes. He has this, like, gnarly-looking spike mask. He's got, like, these demon teeth. He's all dressed in black. He's, like, the extreme end of uh, Batman. And I really... I picked it up, and I love it. The... Variant cover is amazing. Basically, at the end, Batman winds up laughing because he acts, you know, he does something to the Joker, and Joker has something inside him and brings out the laughing gas that makes him go a little crazy to battle his alternate foe or himself. And I really suggest this. The other thing that I would like to bring up, I'm still reading Oblivion Song, which is still going strong. It's uh, the stories are really coming together, and I'm liking it. And I'm still enjoying it. I'm hoping you guys are out there reading it. Plus, uh, The Walking Dead is moving on as forward and continuing. Uh, I'm also reading Spider-Man and Deadpool. That's a good comic. Uh, gotta love all the quick whips between Spidey and Deadpool. So, basically, all those things have been coming out, and you know, enjoy your holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas, 
I hope everybody else have had a, a happy Hanukkah and whatever other holidays that come up within the month of December. You know, there's so many. So we just wish everybody a happy holidays and a happy new year. So to submit your feedback and theories, please go to our Facebook group, www.facebook.com, Panels to Pixels, or email us at panels to pixels one at gmail.com. That's panels to pixels, the number one at gmail.com. And you could also hear us in other forms and various platforms. I am a co-host on the Walking Dead Talk Through with Brian Malosh on Golden Spiral Media. Uh, right now we're in a hiatus point, so obviously you can't hear the Walking Dead Talk Through, but uh, hopefully we'll be coming back and doing a mid-season little talk about what we're anticipating for the next part of the season, because obviously Walking Dead wrapped up and soon we'll be coming back again so uh, me and brian will talk about what i experienced at uh walker stalker new york new jersey uh i also got to meet steve so that that was an awesome experience so uh, actually getting to meet your co-host and obviously you guys know steve lives in oklahoma i live in new york so he came to new york and he stayed over for the weekend and we had a great time together and we had fun so, and you could actually hear Steve uh, right here, of course, but he also submits a lot of feedback to various other podcasts, and, and he looks forward to uh, talking about great TV and other shows. You could hear him on Strange Indeed. You could hear him on uh, the Lost podcast on the Next Level Network, uh, which is uh, a co-hosted uh, and co-networked thing by podcastica and the next level network podcast uh with kristen howe and he uh does also stuff for house podcastica on podcastica so uh listen to his voice over there he he sends a lot of feedback and he loves to watch a lot of these things he has a great insight gotta love steve so uh to wrap things up i'm mark Steve's unavailable right now, so he says goodnight, everybody, and I will say goodnight, and thanks for listening to Panels to Pixels. Goodnight, everybody. Goodnight.